Okay, let's begin Parsha's Kisisa, Tov, Shin, Pei, Aleph, as we get into the Parsha of the Shviras Haluchos and Parsha's Para. Hopefully we'll have one thought on Parsha's Para at the end of our uh, discussion, but first we will focus on um, Parsha's Kisisa itself. So again, the first two alios are, are um, lengthy, but we have uh, Parsha of Shkalem and the Parsha of the Kior and uh, the Parsha of the Sheman Mishra. Let's go all the way towards, right before the Luchos, we'll spend most of the time tonight on uh, our discussion. Let's right beforehand, though. Perek Lamed Aleph, towards the end. <coughs> Last Pasuk. Vayitain el Moshe, right after Vishamru. Right after Vishamru at Sheni. Vayitain el Moshe. Hashem gives to Moshe. Kechalosola daverito. Bahar Sinai Shnei Luchos Ho'edus. Hashem gives Moshe the two Luchos. Luchos Evek Subim Be'esvelokim. So that is a lead in Pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu receives the Luchos. So Rashi tells us, Rashi tells us, Kechaloso, Kechalosoksiv, like a Kala, like a Kala, right? It's spelled without the Vav. Shenimsrolo Torah b'matana, the Torah was given to him as a matana, Kekala l'chasan, like a Kala to a Chasan. Shlohaya yachol l'ilmod kula b'zman muar kazeh. It's impossible it would have been impossible for Moshe to learn the entire Torah, Torah Shebechsav, Torah Shebalpeh, everything. It's impossible. So yes, first the 40 days, he learned everything, Chazal say. In 40 days you can learn Kala Torah Kula, it's impossible. That was a special gift. It was a special gift, like a Kala to a Chasan. So it was a special gift. Okay. Says the Yam Simcha. Here are by Freed. In source number one. Says the Yam Simcha. V'yesh Lomar. Line five, trying to give a little hesber as to how it was that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to learn so much in so little time. <laughs> he quotes the Ksav Sofer and Bechukosai. Es Mishnah Avos, the Mishnah tells us, if somebody learns in order to teach, maspikin biyado lilmod lalamid. If he learns in order to teach, then he'll be zoche to learn and to teach. What does that mean? That if you're lomid amanas lalamid, then Hashem will give you a present of lilmod and lalamid. You are being lomid. You're learning. So what what is these chus that Hashem is going to give you? See, he quotes from his father, Chassam Sofer. We quoted this already in Sefer Breshas. I think it was in Parshas Vayera. We quoted from the Hakdama of the Chassam Sofer's Shuvas to Yeridea, called the Pituche Chosam. But this is something that he writes in his other writings too. Here, his son, the Chassam Sofer, quotes it from his father, the Chassam Sofer. The following idea, if you remember. Im harab domer l'malach Hashem tzvakos, Torah yavakshim ipiyu. The Gemara in Moed Katan. If the Rebbe is like a Malach Hashem, seek out Torah. Hainu. A Rebbe, a teacher of Torah, has to be like a Malach. What does it mean like a Malach? He has to be out totally, not for his own. Not L'tovato. If I'm always focusing on myself, so then I'm not going to be totally Masur to Talmidim. I'm not going to be able to give everything over, give them my time and my effort. Because I'm focusing on what about my own Mila? What about my own level? Mishum Shit Sofe Umabid al Tahliso La Los Bamadrega. 
No, no. What a malach is not going anywhere. A malach is on a madrega. He's not worried about his own madrega because he's not changing madregas. The malach is there. The malach is fixed. And that's what it means. A Rebbe has to be like a malach, not focusing on himself. Not focusing on what his growth is about, but focusing on the Talmidim's growth. The Yalzeh Mosif, and the Chsa, that's the Chlam Sofer. And if you remember, the Chlam Sofer said then, with many sources, <coughs> the special Siat of the Shmaya, given to those who focus on teaching Torah to others. And even if somebody's learning for themselves privately, somebody who's teaching Torah to others maybe has less time, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give them a special schus and skula to be able to be collate Torah more for themselves because of what they're doing in sharing Torah to others. Again, the Chassam Sofer there in the Tshuvas uh, has the lengthy discussion of this beautiful idea. The Elzeh Mosef HaKassam Sofer on the bottom right, but now the Ksav Sofer adds, The Rav might think that, you know what, I'm sacrificing from my own learning. I could be finishing Shas myself, and instead I have to go slower because I have to prepare Shiurim and prepare Sheets and to, to figure out how to explain things. You can't lose. You can't lose if it's teaching Torah to others. And that's the mission in Perki Avos. If you're learning Amanatha Lambert, Hashem's going to give you the special Lima, the super Lima you're going to be Zochet to. What you can learn in an hour is what it might take others a few hours. Top left, that's the Mishnah. So, Chazina, what do we see from here? From the sacrifice that a Rebbe gives of himself to his Talmidim. Hashem gives him special schuyos to understand it quicker, to understand it better, to be able to give it over. And who was the greatest Rebbe that we ever had? And who was learning in order to give over more Torah than anybody else in history? Moshe Rabbeinu. Like the Torah itself is made. The whole day. The whole day. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him the whole Torah. In 40 days. Torah Everything. Because of that schus that Moshe Rabbeinu had, he was going to give it over. And therefore, he was able to get that special siyata deshmaya. But like the Chassam Sofer said, we have to be like a malach. A malach doesn't focus on his own mailah. Because that's fixed, right? In Doma the Malach Hashem Tzvakos, Torah Yavakshim Piyu. So anyone who is involved in Sarchet Sibor and teaching Torah always has to remember that thought that you can never lose. You can never lose by teaching, by teaching others. Okay. Moving right along. The next uh, three or four or five thoughts will be related to the main, <laughs> the main section of the Parsha. And that, of course, is Shvira Saluchos. And we'll ask the questions in different ways, and we've seen much in past years. Maybe we'll review one thought that we did a number of years ago. But I'd like to learn together with you a Sichas Musr from Rechayin Shmulevitz that he gave exactly 50 years ago. 50 years ago, 1971, this was the Sichas Musr from Kisisa, 1971. Tafshin Lamid Aleph. Says Rav Chaim he asked the question, 
how'd they fall so fast, so far, so low, so fast? Saru maher. Maher is a key word. How'd they go? Right? We've we've quoted in the past the Bnei Sashar, only two psukim in the entire Torah that start off with the Samach. This is one of them. Saru maher. Right? They 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 turned quickly. And it wasn't just any chait. It was Avodah or something that looks like Avodah even if it wasn't actually Avodah as the Ramban talks about. Even at Sadiq it fall. But dancing around an Egel, Bavon Avodah or Shemetz, or Abizrayu, Ein HaYetzer Yachol Achlos Adam Vasachas. The Yetzer can't do that to Avodah Zarah. As the Gemara says in Shabbos, it's little by little. Kach umnaso shal yitzahara. Hayomar maloase kach. Lomachar maloase kach. Ad sheyomar lalech avod avod azara. Avod azara is not right away. So what happened here? What was the root problem? Vihinei says of Chayesh Malevitz. Chet ha'egel haya ba'ofan saru maher menaderach asul ha'egel masecha. Ubadara midbar derdeya skina. We're talking about the derdeya, the door that saw the makos. The door that saw makos bechoros. Krias yamsuf. Sherosa osos vamovsim. Asherosa Hashem lafaru lachom etzrayim. Vizachaliros gili shchina biyamsuf. They were marim beetzba. So how'd they fall? As the title says, Meigra rama labira mikta. From the highest points to the lowliest of depths. Vitzarach lahavin ech hechshila mayetzer. Nobody would have should have fallen for this. So how was the Yitzhahara? How was he so flexible? And how was he so successful? Says Zuchan Shulevitz on the top of the next page. Let's get into their minds. And he's going to tell us something very basic. Ksiv, the Pasuk that we were about to read, Vayar Ha'am, Kiposhesh Moshe, Laredes Menahar, Moshe was delayed. Moshe was late. Vayikol ha'am al-Aaron, vayomre elav, kumaseilanu Elohim, ashayochu lufanenu. Right, make for us a, make for us a God that will go in front of us. Kizem Moshe ha'ish, lo yadano meha'ilo. We don't know. And the Gemara, as we know in Shabbos, tells us what's boshesh, boshesh. Boshesh, the Gemara tells us, B'shosh Allah Moshe Lamar, Marmala Moshe tells them, I'll be back in 40 days at this hour. And yet that hour they miscalculated, and the Satan got involved and started to take away any, any positivity, any patience, making them depressed. It was all dark. Moshe Rabchem Hechanu, where's Moshe? Amrlo Alamaro, Marlem, Boshesh, where is he? He's not coming back. You guys are lost. You guys are forsaken. You're in the desert, you're all alone. You're not gonna have food and bread, you're all gonna starve. Moshe's not around. This is what the Sultan tells them. How does that make them feel? What kind of state were they in were they in? This is how they fell. Up until now, Moshe was their leader. Their leader, he took them out. He performed Nisim. 
All of a sudden, shock. All of a sudden, they're lost. Confused. All of a sudden, they felt helpless. All of a sudden, they felt like, I'm done. They were broken. They were scared. They were broken. Confused. That's when the Satan attacks. When we feel, when we feel bad about ourselves. When we feel broken. We feel that maybe even guilty. Maybe even sometimes, we'll see sometimes it takes that form. But when we feel lost and broken and depressed, that's a dangerous state for our spiritual situation. If somebody feels helpless, they feel they're not good at anything, so that's a danger of sakana. Do this, do this, do this. And he quotes, there are many examples of this. When somebody feels rejected, when somebody feels depressed and lost, it comes, it takes many forms. But basically, it's the opposite of a positive state. Cain, Cain and Hevel. Cain, okay, we don't know much about Cain before he killed his brother. But what do we know? We know Cain's carbon was rejected. That's what we know. And then what happens? All of a sudden, Cain falls. And Cain goes to the extreme, being able to kill his brother. What are you talking about? There's no God. How can he say that? Just because Hashem rejected his carbon? There's no scharva onesh. Cain was the one that had the idea to give a carbon. He was an Oved Hashem, Aman Midaitol, Sodakrovas Karbanos. He was the one, Hevel copied him. And yet, Hashem gets angry at Kayin. Because Kayin, again, it's not giving an excuse to Kayin. He was higher for what he did, but it helps explain a little bit how he failed. Because when somebody is in a state of feeling rejected or lost or helpless and I can't do it, then it's kind of like Avera Goeris Avera. Then we could fall even more. Right? Often by children. A child feels they do one thing wrong, they can't get out of it. They'll do another thing wrong and another thing wrong. Because they, they just feel bad about themselves. They're like, okay, forget it. I'm done. And it's so hard to stop that. Well, we keep on chicane, and that's what happened by Cain. And of course, that's what happens by the Magadev. That's what happened. He, uh, go down 43. The Gemara tells us. The Gemara talks about maybe he, he pushed him away a little too much. But when pushed him away, he felt rejected and therefore he went out and blasphemed. Even though he was, he had terrible chisronos. If you're learning by Yibshu Ben Prakio, you're not at that level. And yet, right when he left, that's where he went. Because when somebody is in a, such a precarious state, this is what happens. 
This is what could happen. And another example, again, by cumulative, and each one is a little different, but the, what the, the, the common denominator is a feeling of helplessness, of rejection. Dugma no keves, lizdarderes shaladam, ketotza mizazua pitomi, another from a sudden shock, anumotsim ba'arpa, ba'kalasa shal na'ami. Arpa, what happens? B'tchilai sashavelarus, b'rtzona lizdavi b'amashem, right at the beginning. They were together. Nashuv, we'll go back together. And then Nami says, no, it's okay. And what happens? Rustics, Arpa leaves. Arpa leaves. What happens? Bitchila machriza shtei and rusfa arpa. Ki yitzchana shuv la'amech. Ach arpa, af arpa higia la'osa hakara kama rus. Muchana la'zovis ha'moves molanta. But then she didn't stand up in the Nisayon and she left. Batishak arpa la'chamosav rus davkaba. Rus nis'alta la'rumala. And arpa left. And that night, Chazal say, Arpa already, already changed her life. Terrible things she was involved in. What happened? The second she became lost, the second that she made a decision that brought her to a different world. That nefila, that nefila is so dangerous. And therefore, what does it mean for us? Skip down a couple of paragraphs. Lachain al ha'adam ma'od. We have to be so careful. That's what happened to Klal Yisrael. They were in shock. They felt helpless. Choser onim, as is said. So a person has to be so careful if they have a Yerida, if I have a bad day, if I have a bad day, Ruchnius, if I mess up, if I do something that I'm not happy with, if I do something that I'm not proud of spiritually, I have to be so careful to make sure it doesn't snowball. It doesn't lead me to to worse things. That's the concept. There are so many chazals about this. Right, we shouldn't be like confused and shocked and just fall more. Fall more. Because then the Yitzhar could, could, could push us down more and he wants us to. Because we feel bad about ourselves. We have to be vigilant to recognize that life is ups and downs. Life is ups and downs. And we have to try to make sure that we're having a down. We recognize it and make sure that we stop it. And we do what we can to better our davening in that state, to try to get out of it as quickly as possible and not let it define us and bring us even further. Because that's what led to Chet Okay, that's the Sichas Musar again, 50 years ago, Rav Chaim Shvalevitz. Moving right along, <coughs> describing the Luchos in this story. Describing the Luchos. So we have the story, Moshe Rabbeinu, Vayachal Moshe, remember first he davens. Vayifen, Pasik Tezvav, Tezayin. Vayifen, Vayir, Moshe, and Aharsh, and Luchos, Edis, Biyad, he goes down with the Luchos. Luchos, Ksuvim, Mishnei, Evrehem, Mizeo, Mizeim, Ksuvim. Right, they're written on both sides. Vayaluchos, Maisei, Elokim, Hema. Vayamichta, Vayamichta, Elokim, Hema. Charus, Al Haluchos. Engraved on the Luchos. Charus, Rashi, Lashon, Cheres. The Cheret Echad Hushnehem Chikuk. It's engraved. 
Charus. But of course, Chazal Darshan, Charus can mean Charus. The Mishnah Perkyavos Darshan is in one way. But if you look in Brachas Daf Zayin, source number five, if you look in the Tanchuma, Charus min Amalchios, Charus min Malachamavas. The Luchos were free of the Malachamavas. Ask the Menachem Sion, right, the son-in-law of Si Pesach. V'tzarech lahavin. Halosof adam lemisa v'sof beima l'shchita v'akol lemisa imomdim, says the Gemara in Brachas. Everything has a certain time period of existence. Everything in life. Be it people, be it animals, be it trees, be it inanimate objects. Even mountains and, and chairs. Everything has a certain time span. It could be a thousand years. It could be fifty thousand years. Hakol lemisahem omdim. Everything. The only thing that's eternal is Hashem. Hatmusahi agorol lorakshel kol Right. Death and extinction is not just the destiny of every grower. Who gama gorol shel harbe domimim. They get rusty. The fingers of the Malachamavis. Nothing could, nothing could escape. Metal. Anything. So the question is, what does this medrash mean about the luchos cheres min al malachamavis? Three, malachamavis doesn't have any power over it. It can't be talking about people, cause people are affected. I'm sorry, I skipped a line. Line 10. It's referring to the Torah and the values of the Torah. That's Charis min Malachamavis. What does that mean? Because that Malachamavis says the Menachem Sion, who sholid gam al toros ve'idios shanashim badu osam bilvavam. Value systems and beliefs and ideologies. Ideologies in history come and go. Sometimes they'll be there for a hundred years, sometimes for five hundred years, sometimes for two thousand years. Every word that na- that ends in ism comes and goes whether it's communism, whether it's whatever it is, fill in the blank. Over the past thousands of years, how many theologies, how many how many beliefs, how many ideologies have there been? And you know what? The Malach touches every one of them. It's not forever. They're not eternal. At the time that they were believed in, they were... That was the it. This was going to be forever. This belief. Malchios rabos vaadiros. Kafuos on al roshi anashim. Right, what they believed in the 
a thousand years ago, in all of the centers of the world then, if you accept our, our ideologies, then you're going to make it. At the time, over the long period of history, the people that lived felt that this w- these were the ideologies that were going to be forever. How many people bowed down to these ideologies? Said that this is this is it. This is this is for sure the MS. And the Malchios and the governments that adopted these ideologies. And they fought wars. They fought wars. And guess what? Many of those aren't around anymore. There's only one that stood the test of time. There's one ideology that has been here for thousands of years without changing, without being modified in Iota. And that's the Torah and Halacha. It's applied to new situations in life, but charisman malachamavas. The Torah is the only thing that's charisman malachamavas. Because you know what? It was created before the world was created. So it's not subject to the worlds, the rules of the world of being worn out. It pre existed the world. Sinai. Sinai Sheyarda, one of the deos in the Gemara. Why is it called Sinai? Sheyarda Sina Luumos Haolam Alav. Because this is the only one that lasts forever. How many nations tried to uproot this ideology? Tried to rip it up. Tried to take it away from those that observe it. Tried to desecrate it. Those who wanted uh, to wear the badge of Torah, how many have been sacrificed? The Malachamavis, so to, so to speak, tried, but unsuccessful. Osios parchos ba'avir. They can't touch it. And that's the message. Line 29. This week's parsha tells us the secret. It's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's eternal. Charus al haluchos. HaTorah ha-mesumelis beluchos. Cheiris humen ha-malchias. Cheiris minu malacham aves. Ki koach eloki ein sofi chavuibo. It's infinite. Ukeshem she-elokim chay la'ad l'kayim l'netzach. Kach ha-Torah chay la'ad v'kayam es l'netzach. So to the Torah is forever. And that's Ein Lecha Ben Chor and But Torah, everything connects, but that's the Chirus and the Charus in our discussion right here. Okay, and he continues. But we'll move on to the next piece. The Meshachachma. We discussed this about 10 years ago as well, but I thought we'd do it again because it relates to what we were just talking about. The Meshachachma's view of the Shvira Saluchos. And he asked the question that many ask, why the need to break them? Just put it away. Put it away until B'nai Yisrael are you know, ready for it when they do tshuva. And then you'll give it to them. Why the need to break? Question one. 
Question two, we'll see his approach answers. Why did Moshe delay breaking them? Right. Was he not convinced that he was going to break them until he saw them dancing? Hashem tells him, Sarah, my hair. He asks for forgiveness. Then he gets forgiveness. Then he goes to see, and then he breaks them. So was he not convinced that he was going to break them yet? Or did he know? He knew. He knew he was going to break them right away. But he wanted them to see his breaking them. So what's the message? Says the Meshachachma, a theme that he writes a number of other places in his commentary on Chumash. Says Rameir Simcha, Ha'inyan, when he starts off with Ha'inyan, you know it's going to be something special. Ha'inyan. Ki ha-Torah hema ikare ha'uma Yisraelis. The Torah and emuna is the Iker ha'emuna. Iker ha'emuna. V'chal ha-Kedushos. He says the Yisod right at the beginning. V'chal ha-Kedushos. Eretz Yisrael v'Yerushalayim. Anything sanctified in this world be it Eretz Yisrael, be it Yerushalayim, Hema Prate v'snife ha-Torah, v'niskachu b'kdushas ha-Torah. It all flows from the Torah. There is nothing that is independently sanctified in this world unless it's connected to the Torah. There's no human being that has inherent sanctity unless he's connected to spirituality and Torah. And that is why, since everything flows from the Torah, The Torah is equal to every person. The Torah is equal to, to every time period. The Torah is equal. To every spot, okay, there are mitzvahs atulias ba'aretz, but mitzvahs apply everywhere. Umoshe lo karu atorak sirsur, aval ein has yachusus atorah lo. Moshe was a middleman in giving the Torah, but he's not the source. Vahatorah hiemuchuyevas hametzias. The Torah is what exists independently. Kikud shabrichu va'orai sachad. Because Hashem in the Torah is one. Ukamosha who mechuyev mametzius, kena Torah. Umetziusa eno tali rak beilasa ilos yisbarach shemo. It's all tali on the Torah. The Torah is tali on the Kadosh Baruch Hu. But the Torah is a Kadosh Baruch Hu's autobiography, whatever that means. Vine dala seichal katsar yadol asig. We can't understand this, but we, but we know that it is true. Kla Yisrael wanted to. Find a leader. The Hema Kasharo Kiboshish Moshe line twenty-five. They said this Egel could be a Moshe Rabbeinu. Just like Mo we had a Moshe Rabbeinu, we could have an Egel. As a substitute, like the Ramban says, they wanted to serve Hashem, but they needed an intermediary. They felt that they could create one. Moshe screams and says, You think it's arbitrary that I became the middleman? Do you think there's something inherently special and unique about me? Says Moshe, don't deify me. There's nothing inherently sanctified except Torah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
V'eze Kedusha built the Mitzvah Hashem. Arki b'yeder kvodi asitim lachem ego. You think I'm gone so you'll have a substitute? Chalila. Gamani ish kamochem. I'm also a human being, says Moshe. V'atorah ain't a tluya bi. It's not dependent on me. V'yafim lo basi haisa ha-torah b'mitziusa. B'lishini chalila. I'm just here b'schus the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu needed to teach them. There's no spirituality outside of the tzibui of Hashem and of Torah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's connection. Skip down a couple of lines. Sof Davar, where it's underlined. Ein Shum Inyan. Kadosh. Ba'olam. Miyuchas loha avod Nothing is deserving of servitude. Rak Hashem Yisbarach Shmohu Kadosh B'Mitziyusa Muchuyeves V'lo Navatila V'Avoda V'chol HaKadusha Seimah Mitzad Tzibuy Shetziva Abore Hashem tells us to to build a, a Mishkan so fulfilling that gives it Kedusha because it's connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Moshe Rabbeinu needed to break the Luchos and he needed to break the Luchos in front of them says the Meshachachma because if he wouldn't have done that Says the Meshachachma sharply, they would have just traded the Egel for the Luchos. And just like they would worship the Egel, they would worship the Luchos. Because they were missing the point. Line 12, on the next page. You think there's something special about the Luchos? If you don't live a life deserving of getting the Luchos, then forget it, doesn't have any Kedusha. I should have underlined this part too. They would have traded it in. Ulam, because they didn't recognize that it's their connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You don't need a middle person. There's nothing inherent about a middle intermediary. Ulam kasher shiber haluchos. But when Moshe broke the luchos, ro ech hema lo higio mataras haemuna baruchu v'atorah so atorah. They realized their mistake. They realized they could they could directly connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, because that's where spirituality is. And he gives other examples of this as well. He quotes the Gemara. Mikdashi Tiro, it's not the base of Mikdash, it's he who is Mitzavah on the Mikdash. But that was the chait of the Egel, according to the Meshachachma. They attributed, they attributed Kedusha to Moshe Rabbeinu. He says elsewhere, I didn't give it to you, but he says in Sefer Bamidbar, that's also part of why the divine plan was that Moshe Rabbeinu had to die before going into Eretz Yisrael. Because what would they have done if Moshe went all the way? Maybe they would have deified him too. We don't deify human beings. We look up to them. We're inspired by them. But their godliness comes from the fact that they listen to God. And they follow his sivui. And nothing more than that. Okay. Moving right along, another important message for those who share Torah with others. That means any, any of us from Revolbi in his commentary on Chumash, Shiure Chumash, here in Kisisa, where he has a piece called Luchoshnios. And again, the question of why he had to break the Luchos, why couldn't he just like put him away? A new time in history. There wasn't too, too long of a time of Luchos Rishonos. 
Luchoshnios is is the time period that we're still in now. Mipnei, I think the first year of our shir, 13 years ago, we mentioned a thought from Rav Shimon Shkup, the Avdama to the Shara Yoshar, that's connected to what Revolbi is saying right now. Mipnei shaluchos harishonim ayuluchos hamachavnim lamatzav shaklai Yisrael she'ein lochet. Vizekfar lo tofes. The first luchos were written by Hashem. That was appropriate for a generation that could have Torah on a perfect level. Torah without sin. Torah without Eridos. That's not reality. You know why Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchos and Davin for another one? Because he knew that's the Torah that this door needs. Moshe Rabbeinu recognized who the door was. They're not going to remain on that level without sin. And therefore we needed to apply the Torah in different ways. Our Torah that we have today in the past thousands of years since Maimon Ar Sinai is Luchoshnios. Zosi ha'avoda shal gadole ha'dar shebechal dar. This is the job of every Torah teacher in every generation. Lahorid Torah l'matzav shalahem achshav. To relate the Torah to the generation. Ukechal shahadoros yardim tzrichim lahorid l'klai Yisrael Torah l'matzav shalahem. The Torah can relate to any. Remember the, the word in Agada, Kineged Arba Banim Dibra Torah? The Torah can relate to every generation, to every ch- uh, person. Vizui Osa Torah, it's the same Torah, but it's packaged differently. And he quotes from Rabbi Tzadok HaKohen. The Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah, Yiftach Bedoro Kishmuel Bedoro. Yiftach in his door is like Shmuel in his door. And the question is, Yiftach wasn't as great as Shmuel. Shmuel Anavi. Shmuel anointed kings. Yiftach was great, but he wasn't Shmuel Anavi. Lo haisa nevuah. Shmuel. Why? And why do we pick Yiftach? Out of anybody, anybody in his door is like Shmuel. She Yiftach zemilashen Pesach. Yiftach matzah Pesach ledor shalom. Yifta found the Pesach to his door. Eich lahagiyah l'tar v'matzah v'yarud shel ador shalom. Zesho poseach l'dor shalom v'saderach l'tara. Yiftach b'doro. Every Torah teacher has to be the Yiftach, have the Pesach. I think we mentioned uh, in Pashiurim a thought from Rav Gifter. The Gemara tells us in Sukkah that Hillel HaZakein had many Talmidim, the greatest of them, Yonasem and Uziel, the Katan Shebahem, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. And the Gemara goes through everything that, that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai knew. And it goes, if this is Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, imagine Rabbi Yochanan But answer of Gifter, out of all these Talmidim, who we don't know all of them, who was the God of Ador? Who was the leader of the generation? It was Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Even though he was Katan Shebakulam. What about all those others on the list that we don't even know their names? Maybe we do, but the Gemara doesn't list. Rabbi Yochanan Mitzakeh, the Katan Shebekula, he was the Gadol Adar. Explains with Gifter, because it's not just about what you know, but it's about how you could transmit it. 
and how you could give it over. And that's a leader of Am Yisrael. You could be somebody who knows the most Torah in the whole generation, but if he can't give it over in a way that people could relate to, that he's not going to be their leader in that sense. And that's exactly what Revolbi is saying. Every Yiftach Bedoro, every generation, Moshe Rabbeinu realized we need Luchos Shnios. Luchos Rishonos is not going to work. And he quotes from Vichaska Levenstein that he said that in Kelm, he wanted to talk to the to the to the Talmudim, give Moser Shmuzin about Gehenim. And he was told, you can't say Gehenim. You can't say Gehenim. Not this door. You can't say Gehenim. You know, the Slobotka, Navardic, however you want to relate it. Right? Our generation has has differences, right? We've quoted in the past also, every generation has their own chatzotros. You have to have new chatzotros for every generation. It all connects. But that's the message of Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay. Um, moving right along. Okay, I don't know if we'll have time for number nine. Let's go to, let's skip for a moment. I'm sorry, we'll have to come back to the Mishkan B'Tzalel at another date. Let's go to source number 12. One more thought on the Parsha, and then we'll have a thought on on Parsha's Parah. On Parsha's Parah. You know what? Let's try to do it quickly. Let's try to do it quickly. Says the Mishkan B'Tzal or B'Tzal Radinsky. Again, the question of how they do it. Avodah is not a simple sin. And Moshe Rabbeinu himself, when he starts talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, about the sin, and he's trying to get forgiveness, what does he do? Now on the, on the uh, in source number 10 now, Dover Pashut, Shekom Mamlitz V'Kol Sanegar, Mishtadel L'Hakdin Asachet, V'Chdei Shirachim Alanidon, we always try to, the defense attorney tries to minimize what happened, what does Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu say? Anachata Ha'am Azeh Chata Gedola, Chata Gedola, V'Chizen Nikra Orech Din Tov, What's he doing? And then what does he do? He takes the most precious asset that they have, the luchos, and he breaks them. What kind of what kind of lawyer is this? What kind of lawyer is this? What what is Moshe Rabbeinu doing? So he quotes from from Anachas Tadites. Amar Reish Lakish, Pa'amim shebitula shel Torah zuhu yisoda. Sometimes nullifying Torah is establishing Torah. And you know that from Moshe Rabbeinu Asher Shivarta. Breaking the Luchos was saving the, the, the Luchos. Was saving the Shokla Yisrael and the Torah. What does that mean? According to Rish Lakish, Maisa Moshe Hisyastus HaTorah. It was giving foundation to it. But he broke the Luchos. What's going on here? So he quotes a thought that many quote from the Emes Liakov, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, but it's from earlier too. The Yerach HaShulchan, he quotes it, and others... From the Svarno, really. It's really a Svarno. On Pidyon Aben. Right? Most Pidyon Abens that one goes to, somebody says over this Svarno or Emes Lyakov. And that is, the Svarno says, what are we so happy with at, at a Pidyon Aben? Because we're making the child go from Kodesh to Chol. And the question is, so why is that such a party? Right? He was Kadosh and now he's Chol. Isn't that sad? Shouldn't we be crying? And the answer... Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky and others suggested that no, because life's not about being Kodesh. Life's about going from Chol to Kodesh. Life's about going up. 
Adam shenis kadish bekodesh kadashim ein lo makom lesalos. If I if I start off on top, there's only one direction I could go in. Shari kol tachli seinu bolam ashafel hulalos. The life is going up and up, and that's what hard work is about, and that's what that's what pidyon aben celebrates. It's about going up. Moshe Rabbeinu has the luchos, and the luchos are myselokim. The luchos are perfect. Like from Revolvi was just saying. The luchos we shown us are on the level of Torah would never have forgotten. And they would have started off on top. What's the problem? If you start off on top, there's only one way to go. And that's not what life's about. Life's about getting to the top. Not being at the top. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu did. Luchos nios, we don't forget, remember everything. Luchos nios, we have to work hard. We did a terrible hate, but Moshe is saying, now there's one way to go. There's one way to improve. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu did in his defense. They fell, but yeah, now it's time to go up. Again, there's more there, but that's the message of his idea. Okay, quickly, one more thought on the Parsha. Moshe Rabbeinu says, at a time that he thinks that Kodesh Baruch Hu is ready to listen to him, he sees it's an Ace Rasa and he says, Let me know your ways. And Hashem says, Nobody could see me and live. You could see my back. But you cannot see my front. And many explain, Reb Sadok HaKohen explains, what does that pasuk mean? I'm in Ela Hadvarim. I'm in Rav, uh, Rav Schlesinger here. Quotes from Rav Sadok. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to understand life. He wanted to understand what's going on. Tzadik Varalo, Rosh Hashanah, Kodesh Baruch Hu says, "Sorry. Maybe, not always. Maybe in hindsight. After the whole event, then you look back." then you could have a chance of understanding it. And that applies to everything in life. Everything. He relates this. He wrote this thought in 1991. For the first Gulf War, and he talks about then when it's going on. He says, isn't it interesting that for the past four years, the Soviet Union had collapsed into all the different countries and nobody could explain why and all the different explanations. But he says the world would have been much different had this attack of Hussein into Kuwait happened when there was a strong Soviet Union and America wanted to come in. Who knows what would have happened? Who knows? But he says a little bit. That was his example that he was talking about. But most often in life when we're involved in it, we can't understand. And maybe on the way out, maybe looking back, right now, for the past year now, right, it's probably a year anniversary for many people, many people out there who haven't been to shul too often, it's right after Purim. Right now, we can't ask why still, because we're still the Emsa. And sometimes it could be only a hundred years later. Who knows, but we know there's a plan. 
When we look back, we'll understand. That's Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest of the human beings, had that answer. And that's the answer that we're given as well. That kind of segues right into the last thought that we're going to have this evening about Parshas Parah. From the Argadalia, Rav Gedalia Shor. Rav Gedalia Shor. What does Parshas Parah teach us? Paraduma, the ashes of the Paraduma sprinkled on a Tamei mace. What's the message? What's the message? So he quotes from the Ishbitzer, the Meashiloach. The Mitzvah's Paraduma, he. Laharos, ki an shum. Heder v'achayim shel Yisrael. There's no vacuum. There's no heder in a Jew's life. V'choma shenire misa keheder hurak le'en ha'adam. Whatever that looks like a lack, a loss, it's only from our vantage point. Ki ba'olam hazeh nirim harbi dvarim keheder because a lot of what happens in this world seems like it's it's hidden and there's a loss. Heder means removed and hidden and invisible. Hashem hides in the world. Really, there's nothing lacking or missing or a vacuum that, that, that's not there. Everything that happens is from Hashem. Hashem hides, as many of the Hasidic masters say. He quotes it from the Chlishi Arim. Olam is from the word He'elem, hidden. Hashem is hidden in the world. But we have to believe that everything is part of the divine plan. There's nothing that represents a lack a missing, right? We don't say somebody died. Niftar. What does niftar means? They went to Haftorah. Right? We're going to the next stage. There's a different stage of life. There's physical life. There's spiritual life. And he even quotes a fascinating idea from Rabbi Tzadok and from other, again, Hasidic masters. Even when we're chote, right? The question, how does Hashem know that we're going to be chote? Even before we do it, we still have a chafshis. The whole question of the Rambam and the Ravid. But somehow sin is also part of the divine plan. What does the Gemara say in Yuma? Sin, if we use it properly, could turn into Zechuyos. It could, it could generate even higher spiritual power. Because we realize how, how low we were. It's like pulling, a, pulling an arrow back and shooting it up. And that's what Yosef HaTzadik says to his brothers. You sin? It was part of the divine plan. Because everything connects. Everything connects, but it's in a hidden way. But when we take the ashes of the Parah Aduma and the ultimate mystery of human beings, of the human condition, is death. As we know, Rav Solveitchik writes about this, that is the ultimate mystery, the one area of mystery that man will never conquer because the Kaddish Baruch is in charge. We take the ashes of the Paraduma, 
we listen to what HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us to do and we sprinkle it. And then Tara is achieved. To show that we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. He says in the footnote, on a roem, Amasha Yichya, he says, what are we daven for? We don't, do we daven really for Tchiyas HaMesim? We don't really daven so hard for it because we don't really so much relate to it or even believe in it. Rabbi Hanin and Bedosa knew that vinegar could light as much as oil could light. Do we believe in that? We have to because there's no header, there's no, there's nothing beyond the Kaddish Baruch Hu's power. And that's the message he says of Para Aduma. Hakadosh in charge even of death. Hashem's in charge of any dark period of history, in a personal life, in a national life, in a universal life. And that's what we have to remember as we go into the Chodesh Hagula, the two Chodesh Hagula of Adar and Nisan. We recognize that ultimate Geula comes from Hakadosh Baruch He could do it. He could take us out. Bring all of these tsaris to an end. Again, we hope, we know that every time there was great light in history, it was preceded by tremendous darkness. Tremendous darkness. You see, as Mitzrayim led to great light, so we daven that all the terrible, terrible darkness that we've had over the past year, it's, it's the first step to a great light. Right? The first time in... in you know, when, when, when else in history did Eretz Yisrael have to close its borders for fellow Jews not to be able to come in? And Jews making that decision, we hope, we daven, that the doors have to be closed so that soon they could swing open and that every Jew throughout the world could come celebrate by Hashem this year, Pesach. We have a few weeks. We could all get our carbon Pesachs ready. We could all celebrate. The hotels need the money anyway. We should be zochet to be able to... Uh, Celebrate, celebrate in Yerushalayim this next Chag, Pesach Medashem, Bimhera Viamein.